When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want this Sean anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Yes, and we're back. Welcome to Ray Sports. Ray, I'm Rerouting. I'm sitting in that director, sports director's chair for the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Thanks, everybody, who's tuning in. Make sure that if you're watching on YouTube, you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, never miss an episode of Ray Sports Rant or any of the other great sports content we got going on. You can find tons and tons of great sports content, podcasts, and blogs over at DeanBlundell.com. Make sure you give me a little, little follow on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Ladies and gentlemen, today my guest is going to be Brad Simcox, a.k.a. the Brit Chief. He is the host of the Great British Chief Show for Arrowhead Pride. Follow him on Twitter at BritChiefUK. He is the official creator of the Legion of Zoom and uh, a fucking Emmy Award winner. So we're going to have to talk about this. Hey, guys, don't forget, still to come this week on Tuesday, we got our boy Griff Roydron coming on from the WYC Football Talk in the Dean Bunnell Network to talk a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs in the NHL. On Wednesday, we got Mario from Hashtag Sports in the Dean Bunnell Network talking about the Buffalo Bills. On Thursday, we got our boy, that Twitter analyst, Kevin Gerard, coming on to give the state of the AFC East. Friday, I'll be packing it all in, getting you guys ready for the weekend. And I got to remind everybody, don't forget, starting next Monday, September the 26th, our boy from the Locked On Nets podcast has made the jump to the Team Blundell Network. Adam Ombreich will be making his debut on Race Sports Rant, talking about the Toronto Raptors and the NBA. All right, all the plugs are done. It's time to get it going because it's showtime. Brad, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Hey, Red, this is great. This is, I love the setup you've got. What's going on? You know what? Uh, you you join a, a hefty Canadian network and you get a little bit of resources behind you. You know? <laughs> it's the, you get a little bit of help. Okay, so dude, I want to start. This is... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? After five years, I walked away from Dear Pat's Nation, which was very near and dear to my heart. It will continue in a different aspect for somebody else, but... I had to walk away from it because I got this opportunity at DeanBlundell.com. So, uh, and just so everybody knows, that's how that's how Brad and I met. He had a YouTube channel called The Brit Chief. I had Dear Pat's Nation, and we just, you know, we had uh, we we'll call him a mutual friend who uh, who was going <laughs> after Brad, and um, 
we connected and we've done a couple of things, but I want to start, I want to start right there. Okay. Can you talk about the creation of the Legion of Zoom and you winning an Emmy, you know, or being I, a recipient of the Emmy? Uh, yeah, it was very crazy. I still haven't woken up from this dream yet. Um, but um, no, it was just a daft tweet that I'd sent out and it was, uh, I just mentioned hashtag Legion of Zoom and um, it was picked up on, on our head pride who I now actually work for uh, and do the podcast there on, uh, on, on our head pride podcast network. And it was weird because as soon as they picked it up, suddenly the national media got hold of it. Um, and national media is in, in, in over in America. Um, and it just grew into this monster. <laughs> That's all I can describe it as basically. Um, the next thing that happened was um, the Kansas City Chiefs contacted myself and uh, obviously my mate and my colleague Tom uh, Tom Childs um, and said, "Could we do a could we do a video on the creation of Legion of Zoom?" And obviously we had a story that went with it because we won tickets to the Super Bowl, um, which was another mind blowing thing. I can bore you with that another time, but um, part of it was that we did this half an hour kind of. Uh, footage or a story about how it all came about this crazy tweet that just suddenly took off um and the chiefs actually were that happy with it of how the story went they actually put it in for an emmy award and it actually won <laughs> it actually won um which again was another mind-blowing thing um with everything that's going on and uh, there it there it actually is um it's a mid america's emmy award which um we contributed towards we've got a little nice contributor um emmy award as well myself and tom and yeah just a absolutely mind-blowing kind of year um the last two years let's say very mind-blowing yeah and i watched the video and it was very well done by the chiefs organization to put that together and and you spoke very well on it and i remember when the legion of zoom i think it was tyree kill who started using it first who caught on to the legion of zoom and <laughs> and i remember your tweets like hey hey that's my thing I said, <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> so it was uh yeah no no so i'm really i'm really uh, happy for you proud of you i mean you and i both come from humble beginnings on the internet right just uh you know uh, yeah a couple of guys who you know i was the same as you holding on to my iphone headphones trying to do a trying to <laughs> do a show <laughs> yeah and uh happy yeah. that you're with arrowhead happy i'm with with bundell and and that we've just you know we've we found our way through through this crazy thing i uh, did want to drop to you though so Bayern munich and the kansas city chiefs have built a very strong partnership to the point that uh Bayern's twitter page wished the kansas city chiefs luck last sunday before their week one game against arizona um i still hate the chiefs have you become a Bayern fan yet or what do you know what i actually i absolutely love uh, the fans over in Germany. Um, I don't watch a lot of uh, Bundesliga games, but from what I have seen, the fan bases are absolutely insane. They are they are off the chart. Um, you know, they will get behind any team that they love, and they will be vocal about it as well. And you know, Bayern Munich are uh, you know one of those uh, football clubs that you know it's got a long, rich history. Bayern Munich, you know, really good uh, football team, and you know. Like I said, the fan base is just phenomenal. And and with the Chiefs, you know, getting into Germany now, uh, that seems to be one of the markets that they're aiming for at the minute for Germany. And uh, they've latched on to Bayern Munich. And, you know, it's, it's probably the biggest team or one of the biggest teams in Germany right now. And, you know, 
what better way to uh, to kind of pair themselves up? And like I said, with the history that they've got with Bayern Munich and the Chiefs' history that they've got, obviously with Alrona um, being the kind of creator of the Super Bowl and managing to create or help merge the AFL and NFL NFL together to create what we have today, um, you know, it just seems perfect to match up a long, rich history of Bayern Munich with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just it's a match made in heaven, you know. So uh, yeah, how, I was going to ask you how are you how are you dealing with this? How are you feel how are you feeling that your team over in Bayern over in Munich actually is really looking forward to to seeing the Chiefs next year? Okay, so first thing I'm going to say is one of the things about joining the Blundell Network is I've, I've been able to be open and honest with people. Okay, because everybody thought I was this crazy American football nut, you know, and all <laughs> I did was think about the New England Patriots all day. And people who really knew me knew my deep, dark secret that football or soccer is my number is my passion in life. Like yeah. I'm that guy who is going to watch every Premier League game. You know, like I'm going to just I'm going to spend Saturday and Sunday just catching up and spending hours watching. I'm going to watch every Bundesliga game. I watch every Champions League game that I can. It's I'm just passionate about the sport. And we have the MLS here, Major League Soccer, which, you know, five, ten years ago was a jo- it was a joke. Like it was, you know, mm-hmm. you guys like Torsten Fring showing up, Beckham when he's 49 years old, you know, like and um the only real guy, I think, in my opinion, that came in before now was Abramovich, who people thought was washed up, and he came in here, scored a million goals, and was like, I gotta go back to Europe. Like <laughs> it's I'm not ready to go now. <laughs> so the growth of the game is really important for me. <clears throat> I'm from Toronto. I'm a Toronto FC fan, right? I support the local team. Um, we have, uh, we now have one thing that Canada never had. So this will be different than what what you'll experience in the UK. We never had, like, even when we had Toronto FC, we never had junior clubs underneath it. Like, we didn't develop our own players. Guys came from college. They came from Europe. They came from other places. Mm-hmm. We now have TFC two, you know. So we have that minor team, but then we also have the academy. That is now set up here in Toronto and uh, a keeper that I was working with is actually now a part of the Toronto FC Academy. So we're starting to get that homegrown development here, which I'm really excited. But I mean, Canada's going to the World Cup for the first time since 1986. Just to put that in perspective, the last time they were in the World Cup was a month before I was born. I was born in August wow. of 86 and they went, so it's a big deal. And it's not because we're hosting the, the Canada has the World Cup in, in four years. And I thought that was going to be my first time seeing them playing the World Cup. So the fact that they qualified for Qatar, the fact that we have Alfonso Davies and that it's really exciting to me. So when Bayern started their relationship with FC Dallas, I was really pumped up because I was like, it's just going to keep feeding the system. A uh, little side story. I was, uh, so I, I coach soccer. I'm a keeper coach. My daughter's a keeper. Not because it just happened that way. It wasn't me pushing. Trust me. I saw what my parents went through. I didn't want, <laughs> I wanted her to play out, but she just, you know, she loved the net. So uh, I ended up uh, away from my other duties. I ended up becoming a coach on her team as well because I figured, well, if you're going to be a keeper, I'm going to train you right. Yeah. And we went to Rochester, New York for a tournament, and we were actually playing Bayern Munich teams. We played two Bayern Munich teams, which were academy teams in the States. So it was a really big deal for her and I because she's a Bayern fan as well, watches with me. So we were like, well, we're playing Bayern Munich. You know, like even though they're from like one was from Florida, one was from New York, it was still like – we're playing, yeah. so I would love seeing that build. Um, in Canada, we have uh, Aventus and we have Barcelona that have their academies here, where you can, where the kids are recruiting kids to go play. So, 
watching the growth of the game in the country is important. So that deal with, with Dallas was just like another piece, like, okay, great. Alfonso Davies was playing for the Vancouver Whitecaps here in the MLS. He signed with Bayern. Now he's a star out there. So you're starting to see that build. And then I found out that Hunt owned Dallas. <laughs> you know, and I was like, you oh, secretly, no. you must be, you must be no. secretly a Chiefs fan now, must be, surely. I just, surely. you know, I, I've been able to separate it. I've been able to separate my feelings. I will, I, I will, I don't cheer for Dallas, but I respect Dallas for making Hunt, for making that relationship to build yeah. uh, the best game in the world here, you know. Um, and again, uh, a part of leaving Deer Pats Nation has been so refreshing for me to be like, fuck it, guys. Like, I'm a soccer fan. Like, I'm not, like, I'm a football fan, like, I, like American football, but like, I love football. I call it football. Like, that's how much of a fan I am. I say soccer well, well, on air for my Canadian audience, but like, yeah. when my dad and I are talking, like, it's football, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's so football. yeah, so I I'm I'm coping with it, but when I see Bayern tweeting out, you know, good luck to our friends at Kansas City Chiefs, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, <laughs> like a don't, dagger through the heart, isn't it? Don't, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it, it's funny though, because this actually leads to a perfect segue to my next question, because fan clubs in general are bigger in the UK than they are here in North America. Like it's, you know, you see those big fan clubs, either the NFL teams or even the, you know, the, the local football teams there. Hmm. What is the biggest difference you've seen between North American NFL fans and UK NFL fans? I, do you know what? I don't think there's actually that much of a big difference, to be honest, because, um, you know, like I, like you were saying before, you know, you, there's a lot of fans who like to watch the Premier League, you know, um, who are obviously in America and the NFL is everything, it, it's life. But you do have those pockets of of fans that will just stay up, watch the uh, the Premier League games, um, just similar to what we do the other way around. You know, we've all got Premier League teams, mine's Newcastle United, um, the richest club in the world, by the way. Um, <laughs> not that we much, not that we spent that much yet. That's you know. Say so not that you spend the money, but you're the richest. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My English team is Leeds, so it's like Leeds. I'm not. Yeah, I, I have. I, I have nothing to. I, I I can't brag at all when it comes to the Premier League. <laughs> We no, just but, want to stay up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty much like that at the minute. I don't know I'll tell you. But um, but uh, with the NFL uh, fan groups over here, there is actually big growth happening at the minute. You can see it happening a lot. Uh, and especially when, you know, because we have the um, the International Series games over here, um, it does kind of draw the crowds in, especially when you've got, you know, a stadium like Wembley Stadium and you've got the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which, you know, that place is phenomenal. I mean, I haven't actually been to it yet, but everybody that has been has said that place is crazy good, you know. Um, and But the only the only problem we have is, side sidetracking a little bit, is the uh, transport infrastructure isn't really to the Wembley level yet, but, you know, that's another thing. But the fan bases now are really growing, especially the Jags. The Jags are very much the UK team over here. There's a lot of Jags fans, and it's mainly because they are coming over here every single year. But we are seeing a massive uh, kind of explosion in, um, you know, people. I, I live in a, a, a like almost like a small market town, like a village. Um, it's not like, you know, what you see on these movies on Robin Hood, where it's like little mud huts and stuff. It's not that kind of village. <laughs> but um, what it is, is uh, it, it's, you know, it's a few thousand people live here. But before when I used to be able to walk around, there wasn't that many people had NFL jerseys or even, you know, 
hoodies on or caps on or anything. Now you see a heck of a lot more people. I actually saw another Patriots fan. The Patriots seems to be one of the big things over here because of the New England connection and everything like that. I didn't really tell them that, um, do you realize that's where the Boston Tea Party happened? But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I, didn't want, I don't want to drop that in on them. Um, but, you know, I've seen Eagles fans around here. I've seen Packers fans around here. You know, I just see NFL everywhere now. And it's good. It really is good because you almost have a knowing nod when you walk past someone. If I'm wearing this, somebody's wearing an Eagles cap or something like that, you walk past and you go, all right? <laughs> As if to say, I know that you stay up at like 1.30 in the morning, getting up, watching the game till 4 a.m. And I know you, you're you watching it just like I am. You're a diehard and you, you respect that. Um, and I, I, can, I can imagine it's similar over in America and especially in Canada as well, where you will have that dedication. You will have the watch meets uh, together. You will have that, those conversations. You'll see more and more websites cropping up. I mean, talking about YouTube that we used to do quite often, um, or I used to do quite often. I've, I've kind of sidelined it a little bit now since I've been working with Arrowhead Pride, purely because of time um, commitments and everything. But you see now there's a lot more um, Chiefs-related content on YouTube. And you'll probably see it as well in like for the Patriots side. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot more people talking about the game a lot more. Where when we when you and I started, there wasn't that many around, was there? And we seem to have a kind of captive audience in a way. Well, uh, it's really weird if I could jump in for a second. Yeah, because yeah, I think during that time it was there was two different types of broadcasters. There was the biggest football broadcaster at the time was it was called the trash talking community, and they were all trash talking football fans. Yeah. That was like my boy Master, you know, uh, Chief View Rag on your side, you know, uh, TD. <laughs> These were guys that were cutting videos talking trash. When it came to pure like analytics, when it came to pure just like breaking down the game or breaking down the stories. Yeah, there was like you, me, Patriots Global, a couple of other guys, but we are very mm -hmm. scattered in between of, of dedicated team analysis. You had some yeah. like general sports guys, which is funny, full circle, that's what I become, right? But at that time, there was very little of us who weren't trash talkers, who weren't sitting there going like, you know, and then when we did trash talk, let's say it was weak. When we tried to trash talk each other I was compared no to the trash I talkers. Was, no, yeah, I, I was, was terrible no too. I know you and I tried something around the AFC championship game and it just looked like two guys who had no idea how to trash talk, trash talking. It was other, suicide. Right? So, That's what it was, mate. That's what, yeah. <laughs> it was it was suicide on our behalf. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Like it was really weird. But yeah, in the last few years it's exploded. And it's funny because I'm seeing more and more Brits. Right. Like I'm clicking yeah. on videos to watch analysis and it's Brits talking about the NFL. And I've got a message from a guy the other day who's asked me for advice. He's a German guy doing now a local like a Patriots page all in German, like for German fans. So it's it's Brilliant. really just it's exploding yeah. everywhere. Oh, it's great. It, it, it is. It's um, I think I've been spoken. I think I've been chatting with uh, there was a guy from Mexico. I think there was because obviously the Chiefs played in Mexico against the Chargers a couple of seasons ago. I think it was. Um and, you know, there's the Spanish groups that have, have, have kind of contacted with us before. Because I used to work quite closely a lot with Our Heads Abroad, which is a UK uh, Chiefs fan group. And that even that's seen a heck of a massive jump, even since I was there and Tom was there. Um, and, you know, Duncan and the guys over there, Duncan and Neil, have, have really elevated the, you know, the social media angle to it, doing like, you know, game day tweets where the, if somebody couldn't get to a TV or something like that, or the channel change because 
Uh, I think that happened in the last Chiefs game, I think it was. No, the one against the Cardinals, where they kind of, I think the national media switched to another game, a more competitive game, because the Chiefs were just blowing out the Cardinals. And then they suddenly had a lot of people interacting with them on the tweets because nobody could see the game anymore. But we could, because we were watching it on on our UK screens, you know. Um, So there's a lot going on. and, And it's good. It really is good, because when you see the growth of the international series game that was in the UK. Now it's over in Germany. Now it's over in Mexico. It's becoming this global brand now. And the addition of the extra game was purely because of that. You know, the extra extra game in the season was purely because not a lot of teams wanted to give up the right to actually play at, at home instead of actually playing at home in, in the UK or in Germany or in Mexico. So I, I'm still convinced it's only a matter of time until it's the London Jaguars. I'm really am. Yeah. I really am. I, it's only a matter of time or you're going to see NFL Europe come back, but it's going to be a little bit different and there's going to be playoff series and crossover games, you know, very much like in North mm-hmm. America, there's always an East and a West or a national league. So they have the crossover games where, you know you're gonna play your your three crossovers a year, but instead of playing in the instead of the the the, the you know the AFC playing the NFC, you're gonna be playing the, the you know the the EFC, you know the European Football <laughs> yeah. Conference. And Do you know, I I I don't. I'm a very much a traditionalist. I like the the way that we've got the old teams, we've got the traditions of the old teams, we've got the rivalries of those old teams, and I think the reason that the uh, the European Football League or whatever it was back back in the day, I think. It, God, I even remember it was was it the London Monarchs we had and, and teams like yeah. that. Um, it didn't really connect with anyone because it wasn't teams you were familiar with. A lot of people no, had and- heard about like the Raiders, the the Cowboys, you know, they had the, the 49ers, they were big teams around about that era. And if they weren't that team, some people weren't really connected to it. But you you had the no. diehards who loved the game, yeah. But you had you had Quite a lot of people were like, nah, I'm not really fussed with that. So I don't know. I, I totally this. agree with you. And it's weird too, but I'm wondering now, and then I'm going to change this up a little bit because this was supposed to be three minutes of the interview and we've used <laughs> most of our time, <laughs> but it's a very interesting conversation. But I think, you know, because a, a lot of my thought process goes is I think about the MLS, what they've done a really good job of building the game. And it all depends on the city. Like a city like Toronto, a lot of European influence here, a lot of Italian, a lot of Portuguese, a lot of German influence in, in, in the GT, the greater Toronto area. So we were starving for professional soccer, professional football in this country. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we got, you know, Toronto FC, I mean, there was immediate sellouts, right? It, even when in their their darkest of days was immediate sellouts. And then when they won the championship a few years ago, it was it was phenomenal. Still Americanized, right? There's still a playoffs, right? Like it's you know the 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 I think it's called the leagues, uh, the or the the supporters crest which would be winning the league means nothing it's all about the mls cup that's going through the whole playoff series so there's still an american version of it or north american version but we are starving for it but they've done a really good job where like when they do the crossover games like for like the all-star game it's always the mls all-stars versus another professional team and they always bring in uh Bayern munich was here one year manchester united was here one year you know liverpool was here because you know i mean i don't know if you've ever seen it the chinese super league is actually really really great football but if you, they came here nobody would know who they are you know yeah, what i exactly. mean like they they wouldn't have the draw when you're trying to build the game mm-hmm. um i do want to use my last eight minutes with you wisely now though okay so i want to okay. start with this one um what are your thoughts now towards tyree kill and have they changed toward the way you liked him 
when he started taking all those shots at the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in a sense um, after he was traded to Miami? Do you know what? That is a great question. That Genuinely, mate, that is a great question. Um, I think that the fan base kind of turned a little bit um, on Tyreek Hill, if I'm being honest. You know, we, we thank Tyreek Hill. We always thank our players, the former greats that, you know, have, have graced the, the Arrowhead turf. But um, when you start taking to an organization that has done you right over through your career, um, that's when the fans really kind of take, especially Chiefs fans. They're very proud of uh, of the Chiefs and, and, and what they've achieved, especially over the last four or five seasons. You know, they've been really much a, a big powerhouse in the league right now. And when you have a player who everybody loved and everybody really kind of stuck behind him as well, because there was a lot of stories going on about you know what was happening off the field, um, off a lot of off the field issues that a lot of fans kind of gave him support for um, because as evidence was coming out, there was a bit more realization of going to something, something, you know, a little bit deeper under this that really is not really Tyreek's fault, if you know what I mean. Um, I won't get into the, the details of it, but um, so when he went away and he suddenly got this voice, I mean, yeah, you know, freedom of speech and everything like that in America is a big thing. You know, it's, you're allowed to do it, but it's almost like, the shackles were thrown off him. It was weird. Uh, he's gone to he's gone to the the Dolphins, and he started this podcast. And then I think to really draw people in, you always need some kind of strap line or something to really kind of draw people into a podcast or an article that you're writing. You know, the headlines will be flashing, and you know they'll have some kind of really strange article headline that'll really draw you in and, and make sure you click it. And Tyreek was going for that, and. He admitted that. He actually admitted saying, you know, it was just something just to generate a bit of interest. It got the interest, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, and since then, there's other things that have happened about Jackson Mahomes that he wouldn't he wouldn't get handcuffed to Jackson Mahomes or something without, you know. He'd it, rather it, give up the Super Bowl than be here. Yeah, than be here exactly. And Mahomes, you know, yeah. and and I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll admit, I wouldn't want to be shackled to Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, okay, so I'm going to interrupt you here and I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> If Jackson Mahomes was anybody else's brother, tell well, me you're not you're not defending him. <laughs> come on. If he's Tom Brady's brother, like yeah. come on. Oh, if he's Tom Brady's brother, I'm going after him for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think I, I think we've seen a bit of a change in Tyreek. Um, I mean, I wish him all the best. I really do wish him all the best because of you know what we had in Tyreek Hill was uh you know, he was he worked hard. He he made sure that he did a lot of his talking on the field. Now it seems to be the other way around. Now he's not just talking on the field anymore. He's actually talking out of his backside sometimes as well, just to generate interest in the podcast. I understand it. Money's the thing over there, isn't it? Money is the key, and he's got his he's got his deal. But don't dress it up as though the Chiefs got rid of you. It wasn't it wasn't the Chiefs that got rid of you, dude. It was the big money that Miami were offering and the Chiefs were, were not prepared to match it. Um, it wasn't like we threw him on the scrap heap, as he was suggesting. It was it was purely down to, he's getting paid more. I want to get more than him. I want to be the highest paid in the league. And I, I seriously, I have no problem with that at all. If, if, you know, if that is your drive and that's what you want to do and you want to go, I mean, Miami or Kansas City. I mean, I'm not being, I'm, you know, it's not lost on me that Miami is very much, uh, you know, bright lights, city, um, 
the weather's really nice over there. There's a lot more going on than what there is in Kansas City. But, you know, the money's the big draw as well. Um, and just be honest about it. I think that's all people really want. I mean, Chiefs fans, they want you to be honest. If you're not honest, they kind of see you as a bit of a hmm, a bit, a bit of a fraud, you know? So you've got to be honest with them or else they will try and take you down. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, when, the, when Tyreek started, when he started with the two as the most accurate quarterback and all that kind of stuff, you know, I was laughing. And I wasn't laughing at you. I got I to gotta tell you this. I wasn't laughing at Chiefs fans, but I was laughing with you. Yeah, because you're now in a situation that as a fan that I was in for like the last 20 years, right, where where the Patriots were winning Super Bowls, and they were good teams. And I had to watch, you know, Danny Amendola leave the team and talk really bad about Belichick and Gronk, who, you know, break, I think, a lot of Patriot fans hearts when he basically left and just just destroyed the organization, you know, considering he could have got drafted by Cleveland and had no career at all. Right. Like it and just all that type of stuff. And it's like, yeah, you guys are now experiencing the, the, what I call the, what the fuck moment. You know what I mean? Like Tyreek, you are who you are because of Patrick Mahomes. Like you would have had a nice little career. Absolutely. But you are who you are because of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey who, who, who got you open and like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I totally get it. All right. I'm going to ask you one more question and then we got to get out of here. But, um, Dude, I had like 30 questions to ask you today, but I, I was that that beginning of the conversation was so interesting. I gotta have you back. I just want to talk. I love talking about the the difference because it's even in Canada, it's different than the US when it comes to you know how people consume yeah. sports and that type of thing. We could talk um, forever though. Oh yeah. <laughs> but okay, so the Kansas City Chiefs were um, I think written off this offseason, maybe unexplicitly. Even I was I never wrote wrote them off, but I did believe there would be some sort of regression and it wasn't just because of Tyree kill it's just the natural order of things in the mm. NFL right I never once thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to regress regress that was idiots out there saying that stuff like Patrick Mahomes was always gonna be Patrick Mahomes and I, I said they would make the playoffs because it's mm. it's Patrick Mahomes gonna get you in the playoffs I saw some pretty shitty Patriots teams make the playoffs because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes it's the same dynamic you know so mm. I knew I had never had a problem about that how vindicated did you feel when they just blew the Cardinals out week one as a Chiefs fan? Like, how did you, like, when they just, when it was 44 to seven, and I know it ended 21, but two of those touchdowns were garbage time. When it was 44 to seven, like, you had to have your feet up on the couch just going, yep. It's funny because uh, Tom even said, my mate Tom, um, who said that the first drive, he watched that and he saw, he thought, this is, this is a piece of cake. This is like watching the Chiefs, how they should have been playing for all this time, you know, with lots of weapons rather than just having two weapons. Um, and we've seen, we, I, I did have a few kind of uh, moments during the offseason where I thought, mm, Juju Smith-Schuster, really? MVS, really? Um, you know, it, it didn't seem like a good substitute for Tyreek Hill. But once we started getting in the likes of Sky Moore um, and we started blowing up the, um, the wide receiving room, and then kind of changing the uh, the, the whole uh, running back uh, stable as well that we had. Chiefs fans started getting on board with it a lot more. And we then realized once training started, we thought, oh, my God, we have a lot of weapons here. Okay, they might not be all superstar caliber players or big play players like we have with Tyree Hill or Travis Kelsey. 
Um, but we can probably grind out players, uh, grind out teams, and grind out the players that they, that they have by spreading it around a little bit more. But we weren't too sure how uh, how that was going to happen because we've never seen this many weapons before on a Chiefs team. Um, the only other time that I saw the Chiefs have a really balanced team was when they had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and they had Sammy Watkins. That was the, obviously the Super Bowl winning team. Now, Sammy Watkins, yeah, he probably didn't catch a lot of the passes or he didn't score as many touchdowns, but he was he was vital in that offense because he was a moving part that meant the teams and defenses had to respect a lot more. And it meant it pulled away you know, a lot of defenders and it helped Kelsey get open, it helped Tyreek get open. When we lost that last year, it, it, the, the offense felt very lopsided. It felt very one-dimensional. And people were starting getting on Mahomes' back because they were going, well, he's just a one-trick pony. He's just going for the big players all the time. Um, and in a way, he kind of was because he was thinking, well, there's only Tyreek I really trust in this, this wide receiving room. The others were kind of like, fillers in a way i mean yeah we had hardman who was a you know um quite a high draft pick um but even he hadn't elevated himself to being like a, you know a cemented start he still really isn't to be honest but the way that veach has kind of stripped all that back he sorted out the o-line and everything straight after obviously super bowl 55 sorted out that o-line it's one of the best in the league now well, mind you saying that it didn't look particularly great against the Chargers, but uh, I can talk about that another time, <laughs> but um, but the way he stripped out the the offensive weapons, um, and then just kind of pieced them all together with with youngish talent, um, and 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 players that have been in the league quite some time as well, <laughs> young but still had the, you know the experience behind them as well. It really it really meant that Chiefs fans were kind of thinking, yeah, we can get on board with this because. And we've seen already in the first two games, uh, I think he's used 11 receivers so far. Um, and, you know, that's in two games, he's used 11 receivers. That's mind-blowing. And and still managing to beat one of the favourites in the AFC West as well with uh, with the Chargers. Um, it was a bit lumpy, I suppose, in the last game, but they got the job done. And that's going to help the, uh, the Chiefs moving forward, I think. Yeah, and I totally agree with you, and I'll tell you, so after the, the Thursday night game two weeks ago when Buffalo beat the Rams, I did a piece, I think, on the following Thursday, hmm. and I said, are, are the or the Wednesday maybe, and I said, are the, are the Bills even beatable? Like, I went up and down the schedule and thought, there's not a team on this, this schedule who can beat the Bills. Like, they just look too good. Look and then good. I watched the Chiefs play Arizona, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's that's, there it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> there it is, yeah. There yeah. it is. That's the okay, okay. This is the game now. Like this is the game. I forgot about you. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, the Cardinals. The I I predicted it was going to be a, a walk in the park. I actually predicted because I I felt the Cardinals weren't prepared yet for the season to start, and I was right. I mean, they've still got some good players there. Um, they did have some injuries, but they didn't seem prepared. It's almost like the you know preseason had crept up on them and then the new season has suddenly been like you know um that that had really crept up on them that they, they, they just weren't ready um i'll tell the, you though what i saw if i could because yeah, this, this yeah. was really it and, and arizona side I, I agree with you i think we all knew that the chiefs were going to blow the brakes off of the yeah. of the cardinals but last season even in like that big blowout win against the raiders when the raiders were dancing on on the the arrowhead logo and everything 
it still didn't look easy for the Chiefs. No. You know what I mean? Like nothing looked easy last year for Kansas City. And I think the AFC Championship game was proof of it. Like everything had to go perfect for them to win. And it didn't go perfect. And since he ends up winning the game, it looked easy in Arizona. And when I watched that, that's when I turned around and I, and I, and the 11 receiver thing's crazy. Cause I think we looked at it. He's hit nine different receivers in both his first two games. We've never yeah. seen that before. And no, I think Travis Kelsey was the lead receiver, like 70 yards the last game. Like nobody was even a hundred yard receiver. Like everybody's just, it's, it's getting spread around. And, but it looked so easy against Arizona. And it reminded me of the 2018 team when that went to the AFC championship game and, and, you know, basically lost on a coin toss, right? I yeah. mean, I'll take it, yeah. but lost on a coin toss. And then the team that went to the Super Bowl, um, uh, minus his injury is, you know, four-week injury period, made it look easy. It was almost as if Tampa broke them a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, in that season, everything seemed to be a struggle. It looked so easy against Arizona. I know Thursday night there was times it didn't look great, but then there was times it looked so easy. I mean, that's that sidearm toss, just disgusting, you know, like what he can do. There was times it looked easy again. And that's why, so I cover the Buffalo Bills here. I don't cheer for the Buffalo Bills, but I cover the Buffalo Bills for the network. And I've now told the Bills Mafia, watch the Chiefs because you don't you think the team that, that Buffalo's unbeatable? First of all, that's your voodoo over mm. there. Number, you know, I you may have beat them on a Sunday night football game, but they've knocked you out of the playoffs twice. Yeah. Um, that's your voodoo over there, and they look better than they did last year. Last year was probably the yeah. year. You know, you, you should have left less than 13 seconds on the clock. You know, like it's <laughs> just, it's great. Yeah. No, Brad, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I am six minutes over. So I already know the next guy following me is already tapping his foot. Uh, let the people know where they can find you, what you're doing, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Well, any of your podcasts, uh, you know, providers, just go on there, search for Hourhead Pride Podcast Network. You'll see uh, there's a there's a little show on there called the Great British Chiefs Show. It's myself and Tom. We chat about the Chiefs. It's it's very lighthearted. It's not all technical and you know going through tape and stuff like that. It's none of that. It's basically two guys sitting in a pub or not sitting in a pub, acting like they're sitting in a and just having a chat about the Chiefs. So it's uh, it's really good. Um, we've got quite a few different fan bases listening to it as well. Speaking to a Jags fan who listens to the show. There's, uh, I think there was a Ravens fan was listening the other week. So it's all good. It's all, all good fun. And we, we take a mick out of each other and, and the team and other teams as well. So, um, I'm on, and I'm on Twitter, which is at Chief UK. So, so I'll it. fully admit to you, I haven't been able to listen to a show yet this year, but I listened what? to every episode last year. Are you still doing the good, the bad, and the ugly? Because I always love that after a loss. That was always my favorite <laughs> after a loss. Do you know, we haven't. We actually been that because I think there was a lot of bad and ugly going on last year. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we couldn't find anything good, but no, we, there's a lot of other things that we do on there, which is good fun. Um, but yeah, have a listen. It's good fun. No, I will. I'll have to do my catch up. Like I said, I listened to everything last year. Love the show. Um, good guy for a Chiefs fan. Now, people know I don't get along with Chiefs fans. Like, I really don't. It's not a lot. There's like three people on Twitter I get along with. This man is one of them. And uh, always appreciate having you on. Hope to have you back soon, man. I'd love to have you back and, and chat some more. Like I said, every time you come on, I always go over time and I never get to like a, a, an eighth of the questions that I have written out we, for us. We need a three hour slot or something like that. Do that next time. That's what I got to do. Just I'll keep you up till two in the morning. We'll go. Thanks a lot, Brad. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me on, mate. Thanks very much. Take care. 
All right, that's all she wrote, peeps. Make sure you go check out Brad. Follow him on Twitter at BritChiefUK. Check out the podcast. Great guy, funny. And uh, you'll see him and I, we poke at each other on Twitter all the time. He's kind of like myself and Mario from Hashtag, always poking. Me and me and the Chief are uh, we're always going after it as well. Uh, guys, make sure you check it out on YouTube every day. Go on to uh, the Dean Blundell Network. Check, follow the Twitter account at DeepLundellNet. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Hit the like button, subscribe, all of that stuff. Um, and hey, if you don't have time to watch the videos, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. Uh, if you have any questions you want me to answer or you got questions for our guests, I already told you what's going on uh, this week and next week, send it to me on Twitter. And that's really all I have left to say. Thanks for tuning in to Ray Sports Rant. And never forget, you're all legit, kid. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.